Hi, you're listening to the Value Cafe podcast. I'm your host, Esther Upone, aka The Value Adder. Here, I hold laid-back conversations with friends across a variety of topics as we share lessons from our personal life journeys with the ultimate aim to connect, learn, and gain value while we have fun. So, if you are in for an authentic and valuable experience, relax and enjoy the show. Hi everybody and welcome back to the Value Cafe podcast with Esther. I am your host Esther Opone and today I have a very, 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 very interesting topic. Um, you know, I'm very big on adding value to lives and spaces and one topic that actually really ties into that is the concept of responsible citizenship. And with me today, I was able to actually snag the time. <laughs> of Mr. Michael Olatubonso of Splash FM. Um, how we met is another story that will come up maybe later during this <laughs> episode. But um, sir, you're very much welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. Yes, sir. So um, going through your bio, it's actually very impressive. Um, mm. Actually, I first heard about you. My first introduction to you was on Talking Points okay. on Splash FM. And then if you are also a book lover, you might know about Book Splash. Um, if you do stuff like that. And but beyond all of that, is also so many other things. You are a TV presenter, you are a writer, a poet, <laughs> a child's rights advocate, yes. a fact checker and mm. all of those things yeah. this is actually very major we want to be like you when we grow up <laughs> yes but um i'm curious i like asking people who are into so many things yeah. um one thing that if you could describe yourself as one thing like with or without all of these things that you are into maybe it ties into it mm. um what do you want people to remember you for how would you like people to describe yourself Oh, well, describe you. Sorry. The, the way I like to be described is simply Michael Olatunbosun, um, a patriot, uh, someone who thinks that, um, you know, to better the lot of society, you have to engage their intellect. You have to build people up to have a better society. You see, there's, there's no, um, there's no uh, bo- uh, top bottom format to make society better. It's just basically about the base. When you have a good person when you develop intellectually sound citizens when you develop people who know their rights and their responsibilities as well as their limits then you're on your way to getting a society that is good that is um advanced and that is also you know really flying Hmm. wow okay it's like you've already touched so many things that i wanted to ask you about thank you so much for that so you are that patriot who is big on investing in people and people getting civically engaged in the society Yeah, very correct yes so and that is very key because um i know we are in nigeria and a lot of us have complaints we are like nigeria is this the government is this the government is that but we barely really talk about ourselves as Mm. citizens yeah that's true so that is where uh because i believe that um the government did not just fall on us many of them were also just regular citizens yeah. and then they they as you said it's like top bottom bottom top mm. they came out from among us and yes. so then there are so many things that we are equally culpable of about how our society has turned out and mm. all so mm. what then does it mean to if you don't want to become someone who is like okay i don't want to be an armchair critic anymore i want to also get responsible what then does it entail to be a responsible citizen 
Okay, so number one, to be a responsible citizen, you have to first of all know your rights and your obligations. And a lot of people do not know that. That's the first thing. Mm -hmm. Because you cannot even know whether you have um, whether you are a citizen if you don't know what uh, provisions have been made for citizens. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't even know uh, what your rights are if you don't search and uh, you don't essentially engage the space. You won't know the responsibility of government if you don't also engage the space. So you engage the space to learn and to know. So the first thing is number one, know what rules and regulations you know uh, surround or guide your know, the citizens in your in your or maybe you say your locality. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to use locality as maybe a microcosm to describe the whole, you can become a responsible citizen by. First of all, learning what you owe the, the government and what the government owes you. These are very paramount for me. And I have a creed. I always say it wherever I go to. You see, Section 14 of the 1999 Constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria has amended. Even though a lot of people have questioned the validity of that document. Okay. It still speaks a lot. If we go to that document a lot of times, we'll get a better nation, whether we are citizens or as leaders. Right. It tells me that the primary responsibility of the government is the welfare and safety of its people. Yes. So if you don't even know that the government owes you that, you will not know how to conduct yourself as a citizen. So you are basically going to be resorting to self-help self-help will beget mm. more violence so the best way to keep a society sane is to get the people to understand what is in the law for them what the government owes them, them. so mm. the government owes you safety and welfare right yes, yes. Uh, you also owe the government the the sanity that will help the government to stay on that Track, on that track and not be distracted so what a lot of us do as citizens is we are always engaging the space without knowing the laws and the rules mm. i always say something many of us say that there's no government there's no government there's <laughs> no government i tell people still see we all think that there's no government until you break one rule then you will know that there's government, government. shows up <laughs> yeah so in other words it means that you didn't know that there is government because you are not doing the proper things. And one basic thing is to first learn. There's nothing that you can achieve in this world if you are not learning anything. Mm. So the mm. first way to be a good citizen or to be um, an active citizen of this nation is to know what rules there are, what regulations there are, what obligations you have as a citizen and what rights you have as a citizen. That is the fundamental. That's the yeah, the that's basic. the fundamental, the mm. basic. That's the basic. You cannot negotiate that. If you don't know your rights, you will be, you will be trampled upon by everybody. People will look at you and ask you it to shut up where you should be yeah. speaking, where you should be allowed to speak. People will not let you speak. And so, if you don't know, it stays that way. Mm. Look at one thing that has been provided for in the in the law. There's this law. I think it was made in 2015 or so. Uh, it's called Administration of Criminal Justice Act of nigeria that law says that even as a woman you can bail a suspect because in those days we used to think that it's only men, men who can bail can suspects go. so if you don't know you don't know hmm. but then there are still some people i've heard some cases that they go out there and say that when they went to bail someone those people um the police officers or whoever was attending to them would tell them that no 
you're a woman, go and find your, go and bring your husband or your brother or anything like that. And I think sadly, a lot of people just go back. And it's really because they don't know that actually and then those ones too we front for uh, you and then so the policeman who is doing that also does not know that there's a law mm, in that regard that's just a fact so there are many people who 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 appear to you know um implement the law but they don't know that law so for instance you know and it happens every time but it's contrary to the law this law that i'm talking about says that you cannot arrest somebody in lieu of another person so if you mm. if my brother commits a crime you cannot come to my house and, and arrest, arrest me, me in place of my brother you see number one i if i don't know the police will come and arrest me in lieu of my brother and it happens it happens and then the policeman may not also know even if he knows he's playing on your ignorance, ignorance. so you see now that it takes two to tango mm. that's basically it. so because i now know anybody who comes to arrest anybody in my compound and sees me and say oh yeah you we will arrest you so when we arrest you he will show up i will tell him For i will tell him <laughs> of course i'm a citizen i'm a law-abiding citizen of the nigeria but i hope you know that you are what you are doing is contrary to, to the, the law. laws of the federal republic of nigeria so he will step back you mm. will step back so many times we we our rights are trampled upon because we don't even know that we have rights mm. You know when they say that ignorance is bliss or that what you don't know will not kill you. Uh, ah, sometimes it will kill you. <laughs> Better know. And then, you know, you made a very important point when you said self-help. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, actually, I think we are, because we have so little expectation of government, mm. of our leaders, we just, we don't even expect them to do anything because more often than not, we've had to like help ourselves. Mm. So there's no good water supply you mm, keep your you own bowl your or your own um, you bucket machine you buy generator you buy generator to provide your own you electricity you pay security levy in your, in your, in your area. Land, area and all that so all you of do those all those things. things yes of course yes because we we have fall under we are falling under the tyranny of um, the alternative mm. so instead of asking the government to provide security we provide security so number one we have done something we have succeeded in allowing the government to continue to you know perpetuate mediocrity so we are enabling them yeah we are enabling the system to you know abuse us that's basically what we are doing so instead of asking the government to provide water or to make water to flow, we dig our boreholes, which has its own, you know, side effects. It has its own problems much, much later. Because the by the more the boreholes that you build, the more the danger that you expose your society to. That's scientific. So many of the time, many of the times, what we think we are doing is to normalize the abnormal. So you find that the roads to your your house are not good, instead of prevailing on the local government to come and do the road what you do is you go and buy an suv a car that has very good shocks mm-hmm. you see it's even interesting there was someone who said it i uh, was moderating an event in lagos when this man said that even if you are going on a romantic getaway with your girlfriend <laughs> where you are supposed to be with your girlfriend alone you hire a bodyguard it's supposed to be a private this getaway moment. you hire a bodyguard so you didn't even know that if you are going on a romantic getaway you should not have a, a third a person. person so you we have normalized all these things and mm. that's why many people just either grumble or give up mm. and i think that um there's also the part of um 
I, I think a lot of people say that, or maybe if you're also an elitist, like unconscious elitism, such that not many people can afford to buy an SUV or like to make it work for you. Mm. And so, at a point, people keep, you know, when when you keep stretching the the limits so this is not working because you can afford to like provide an alternative mm, mm-hmm. you go ahead and do it yes and then if you keep providing and like going into the alternative a lot of times until you now get to a point where ha, you can't anymore you and then the that limits. is when you now start speaking up yeah, and that would that would have been too late too at late that time because mm. there are, and then there are so many other people who actually do not have the privilege yeah. that you have and then exactly. they also need you to be an ally in mm-hmm. speaking up about it but because i mean it's not affecting me or i can still cope you, you see you so see this this lack of alignment is a big problem and um uh, you see the elite that you talked about the elite um particularly the middle class uh they have you know they have tried to insulate themselves from you know the rest of the mm, rest of uh, the, uh, the, the, the they they are doing that because they think that they they don't need the people down there unfortunately no matter mm. how your friends is no matter how fortified your house is and all that these people down there, the poorest of the poor and those people whom you think that you are isolating yourself from, you are building fences and all that, they will come into your house one day, one day. if you don't join them or if you don't if you don't um, aggregate their numbers or if you don't enlist them or if you don't align with them, with them to to get government to do what is right. But you see, at the same time, many of us like that kind of you know self-help approach many of us like the alternative because we don't want to pay you know for you know we don't want to pay taxes yeah we don't want to pay taxes so i was speaking to someone recently where i was complaining bitterly about the electricity bill in my house and i was saying let them just give all of us meter you know one person in the crowd said no i don't want meter i don't want prepared meter i said why now he said i have three freezers Uh, and i said hey now then if you have if you can have three freezers you should be able to pay and then the man said no let it remain like that let it so so nigerians want electricity right yes but they won't pay for it so you see the issue you are you are just trying to avoid a, a problem and assuming that you have solved it no you pay more so you by pay more. this system that you are we are operating you pay more so in my own house, for instance, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have a bakery in my house. I don't have a pure water factory and all that. But my bill in every month is about seven thousand, eight thousand naira. Of course, if I have a prepaid meter and I spend ten thousand naira for electricity every month, I will know that it is pay for... as you use, not just estimated billing that they are bringing to me. So it is better to have all these things there. It's better to have traffic light. It is better to have you know uh, traffic light so that I know that all of us are subjected to the same you know the same rules it's not selective traffic light is not selective yeah, it's not saying that okay who is a who is a minister person. here who is a rich person here so you can go no it is for all of us so all of us must be ready to pay and that goes back to being a responsible citizen many of us in nigeria are not we benefit i think we while we come um, we complain a lot about the things that do not help us, but then we also ignore the ones that we are benefiting from. Yeah. In a way, and I think um, so. I remember um, being at okay, it was GLS event and Global Leadership Summit, and we had one of the speakers, um, Mrs. Dorothy Osai, and yeah. she was saying something about an Uganda proverb she knows. 
um, die a little. Mm -hmm. That so many of us are not willing to die a little mm -hmm. for. So it says sometimes when maybe someone wants to seek a favor from you or mm -hmm. something, they'll mm -hmm. say, uh, die a little, brother, die mm -hmm. a little. And that means is that um, you are willing to let go of. Mm -hmm some conveniences mm -hmm. for the sake of the next person mm -hmm. so we all clamor for a good nigeria and all mm -hmm. of this but because you are benefiting too much from some areas in which um so for instance bribery on mm -hmm. the roads mm -hmm. we know that oh um if a policeman stops you or something like that you don't have your papers you don't have your papers your car is not in good condition it's not roadworthy mm -hmm. but then because you are benefiting from that uh, you wouldn't join others when they are talking about stop you right. just, you just give them the young general and be going or something like that mm -hmm. and so it and that cycle keeps going on and on because we now get into we now have a, a system in which we get to a point when uh, tomorrow I can decide, oh, I also now want to go into politics. Mm -hmm. And then it scares me because I'm like, hmm, if this person should get into power, if the person is already showing this characteristic from now on mm. as a citizen, yes. as a mere citizen, yes. what will the person do when they get into government? Like, if you can comfortably <laughs> still find Nera now mm. or lie about it, how am I sure that tomorrow you will steal 5 billion Nera and then, or lie about something? Mm -hmm. And so this calls on all of us to start thinking of things that way mm -hmm. because again we can't afford to insulate ourselves we can't have even when we travel but can you carry all your family uh. <laughs> so we seek a better life but then many of us we have our grandmas mm. still at home we have our grandparents we have our siblings we have those people that we cannot take and so mm. at the end of the day that nigerianness will still follow us to the ends of the world mm -hmm. it will it yes. will and then um, and then uh, you so added to what you you've been saying most of us if not all of us benefit from corruption we are always you know looking for opportunities to circumvent the system mm -hmm. so for instance recently i was saying in the office you know when my paper my vehicle papers expired you know and we uh, you know applied for another one the officer who signed my roadworthy uh, you know certificate wrote that i have inspected the vehicle and certified that it is roadworthy did not the car, the car, the car was in Ibadan. <laughs> the paper was done in Lagos. <laughs> so, and I was telling them in the office. You see, corruption. Mm. You see, corruption is this person. In low places. The person signed. I don't even know this person. This person has not does not even know what the condition of the car is. Yes. So that is corruption already. So we have all benefited from it. And I said that you see, we have a good system. They should inspect the vehicle. But the point is that maybe somebody woke up one day and say. Uh, there's too much of a uh, too long queue here. I don't want too many people here. Just sign the document and give to them. Let them go. And that is corruption because there is a system. It's a violation of the law because these things are products of laws. All these things are products of policies or or laws. When you when you break one of the elements, you have succeeded in destroying the whole system. And that is what we are always doing. So you are you are going to a university to seek admission. Rather than queue up, you go and look for a professor who is the friend of your father or your brother's brother's brother. Mm -hmm. And then what the, the what the professor will just do is he will take you by the hand and take you into the admissions office. office. Rather than tell you just queue and follow the process. So we're all doing that because we don't we don't realize that we are destroying our system by the second. Mm -hmm. That is how you know you circumvent systems and you create a problem for tomorrow. So most of us we are thinking about today. 
Now. You cannot make progress as a country and you cannot be a good citizen if all that you are doing is for now, now, now. You cannot delay gratification. Mm-hmm. I always wonder what would it what why why are people why are people saying we don't want to we don't want we, uh, we don't want government to remove subsidy for instance. I I uh, well I'm, I'm I don't have any apologies for this. I think that they should stop the subsidy. You know why? For instance, in the 2022 budget, about 900 billion has been, you know, set aside for payment of subsidy. And I was thinking, what if they put that money in education and health? Mm. What about that? Which is even underfunded. Yeah, in year 2000 or 2001 or, do, or thereabouts, Nigeria and fif- I think 15 or 14 other countries in Africa, they gathered to do what you what they called it the Abuja Declaration to say that we are going to give 15% of our annual budget to health mm. every year. Yes. In Nigeria, we are still doing less than 5% of our budget to health. So, but, but it's cool, right, to pay 900 billion naira to subsidize petrol? No, I don't agree. I think that we should rather say, government, we don't want subsidy anymore. We want to pay 300 naira per liter of petrol, but we want to put this money Into in health. health. So, we are Nigerians, we ought, because the that constitution that section 14 that I quoted says that they derive their validity from us. from us so we should be the ones to say no government we don't want subsidy this is what we want that's what they do now when I was in UK I traveled to United Kingdom in 2019 look they pay for all these things they pay for fuel they pay for light they pay for water but they get the light they get the water they get it. so you cannot be saying that you want a better nation and you are crazily subsidizing everything no even our education even our education to do a master's degree in the United Kingdom, you need nothing less than six thousand pounds. That's about seven million naira in Nigeria today. But you want to do a master's degree in university in Nigeria with under one hundred thousand naira? Oh wow! Yeah, I don't. <laughs> wow. And you know that reminds me, like there's the, okay. So someone was saying something about the brain drain, and you know, actually the whole the old issue with Saudi Arabia coming down to <laughs> recruit Nigerian doctors and then someone said something that was worth thinking about that um, it's like um, I think I was even making that comment when someone shared it with that oh it's like Nigeria is just the factory that, that provides um, personnel yeah and cheap labor. because cheap yes because yeah. to train in their own country is oh, very, it's, expensive. It's very expensive so they would rather oh you get trained in your own country and they will come and employ you into the nhs into mm-hmm. this and then mm-hmm. you come and you too and i think for for the citizen or the, the health professionals in quotes it's like a win-win situation they get they are done here for cheap and then they mm-hmm. go over there and mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. Win-win, a better life, better, better life system. in terms and all that. Mm. But then, how? What practical ways can we then say that? Um, because it's we said okay, yeah, we should learn, we should know, we should start doing this, we should start doing that. But sometimes it seems like a very big problem that well, let's just leave it the way it is. There's nothing we can do about it. But say day to day, minute by minute, second by second, what examples can you give of? ways in which we as citizens can say oh i choose to be a better citizen yes uh it's by just taking personal responsibility for everything and um and not expect the people your neighbors your friends your government to be responsible first we're always looking for somebody to be responsible before we become responsible so our responsibility is is becoming conditional so i will be a good citizen if my governor is a good citizen oh no 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 
be a good citizen and then ask the governor to be good. That is the way to go about it. You see, all over the world, people want to break the law. But they know that there are consequences, which you don't have in Nigeria. We need to have consequences for every action. So, for instance, if you are irresponsible as a citizen and the law catches up with you, you will learn that you next next time when you are out to be responsible and not say that there's no government there is government i always insist there's government it's just that the government is also lax because the government doesn't want to be doesn't want to be accountable to the people mm, that's why it's allowing the people you yes. know to go their way to, yeah but but i say this you see i said it yesterday we have over 200 million nigerians if all of us look away and allow this country to, you know, go down the brinks. You know what will happen? All of us will become refugees in our country. Mm. Let me tell you something. The the country, the country with the largest population around us in West Africa should be Ghana of about 27 million people. That's about the size of Lagos State. So imagine if 20 million Nigerians troop to any of these countries in west africa there's going to be trouble so that that tells you that you cannot afford to have war in this country you cannot afford to have chaos in nigeria all of us have to think of how to better this society we are all selfish we're all thinking about me myself and i mm. that is dangerous because if you are trying to protect yourself, you know, from big, uh, getting boggled and all that. So you have a community where your, your, your own fence is the tallest and all that. When hungry people become hungrier, they will hunt you down. You so the best rich. thing, so the best thing for you is to think community, to think of how can we make our society better and encourage. See, you need to indoctrinate people. You see, all this Boko Haram and all these terrorists, what they do is they enter your head to convince you as to what you gain by following their yeah. ideologies, right? They are even willing to die. Okay, so what about those of us who are good people? What are we doing to convince people to be good? Because you see, Yoruba say, that is, that is to tell you that if the tree is not at peace, no bread will be able to perch on the tree. So it's a, it's a, a, a give and take. Yeah, it's symbiotic. So we need to start to think along those lines. So, what I want to charge Nigerians is this. Please, make every effort to be a good citizen. And you see, these things become habits. Even so, if you, even if you travel to US or UK or you go to Europe and all these other countries, it will show that you, because you have been a, you are, you are a practiced good citizen, it will help you to adapt and adopt, you know, whatever system they are there. So if you are an unruly citizen, you'll find it difficult to, to survive. In Europe and all those places, look at the way people are going to Saudi Arabia that you mentioned earlier. Saudi Arabia is a country that is ruled by, not by democracy. I hope people know that Saudi Arabia is a monarchy. It's a kingdom. It's described as kingdom of oh, Saudi, Saudi Arabia. Arabia. So in other words, they have rules and laws that are not like our own rules where you can challenge anybody. You can't challenge the king in Saudi Arabia mm -hmm. because you are driving against traffic and the policeman stops you and then you say, get out of the way. You can't do that can't in do Saudi that. Arabia. Mm -hmm. You can't say that I have a right, you know, to drive against. No. Even Saudi Arabia just started recently, you know, loosening up, allowing women to vote and and and, and yes. drive cars and all that. So, but a lot of people want to go to Saudi Arabia and practice as nurses and, and medical doctors. 
So if you are irresponsible as a nurse or doctor, you think that Saudi Arabia will allow you to be irresponsible and come and pollute their country? No. So you get, you have to get used to being responsible for you to operate. Don't forget that we are also, as as locals, as Nigerians, we are also global citizens. Yes. We should behave like people who live in advanced countries behave so that we can get used to advancement and, and civilization. Mm. And when it comes, we will, not, we will not have what you call culture shock. So, number one, Nigerians should know that to have a better country, you need to, number one, be a responsible person. And being responsible also extends to the ballot. You need to scrutinize those who are asking for your votes and vote the proper people. There's nothing like a wasted vote. There's nothing like a wasted vote. So even if 20 of you vote for a candidate that you consider ideal, they will still count 20 votes for that person. Don't assume that it is wasted. It is not wasted. So if you think that there's somebody who is going to contest in 2023 and change something, please go for them. If you accept 5,000 Naira to vote, that is all that you will get. Mm, so you will still go and pay 75,000 Naira for an average private school rather than have your children go to quality secondary schools that are owned by government. I have never attended a private school in my life. My primary was government my secondary was government, my university was government. But then there were gaps. I sat on the floor in primary school in Sokoto. I attended a school, it's called Marafadam Baba Primary School in Sokoto. I, I sat on the floor. It was not good. But the point is that I, had, I thought that if all Nigerians paid their taxes properly, the school would have been good. Or we'll be able to ask the government, we are paying, you know. So now, as a citizen, yeah, so now as a citizen, I pay my tax. I pay my tax. In fact, it is deducted from the source. So I have a right to ask every government official to do their job because I pay. And usually tell them, mm, I pay. I was in a police station recently and, you know, I was in an altercation with the policeman and the policeman asked me to, I was calling somebody. I was just walking, you know, pacing up and down. The man said, sit down. I said, no, I can't sit down. I'm, I'm talking on phone. I don't have to sit down. And the person said, you're crazy. I told, I told them, you two, you are crazy. <laughs> and he said that, you know, you're in a police station. I told him that, see, this police station, when it was built, was built from my father's tax. Today, if they build any new police station in Nigeria, it's from my, it's tax. From my tax. So don't, it's my property. Don't tell me that. Any public property is my property. So when we begin to have a sense of ownership, ownership. we will begin to take care of some of these things. Mm, because that's another thing. Maintenance culture to yeah. some. It's very, I feel that's a topic for another day. <laughs> I've been talking with Mr. Michael Latsubosu and he has been sharing some things on responsible citizenship. There was something you mentioned earlier that we can claim our rights because we, we, we are paying taxes, yeah. we are playing our roles as citizens and all of that. But then there's also this thing with trust. Because we are like, we are paying, even those of us that pay taxes and everything like that, we are still not seeing the effect. We have, people have spoken of, we have clamored, we have said, government, do this thing, do your job or whatever. But they are still not delivering on that. And even the ones that now do the barest, I, I don't want to use the barest, the term barest minimum or something like, they actually do what they are supposed to do. They get pressed to the high level because unconsciously we have lowered the standard so how do we then evolve out of that place like it seems like there's no way out because 
at the end of the day people go on strike to demand for better things people go to negotiation table people do this they talk they do campaigns they do all of these things but it seems as if our government just do not care we assume that the government does not care because we are not doing you know our <clears throat> our campaign to demand for what is right um in in the proper numbers so you see that um um for instance uh, during the last election in 2019 about 16 million people voted for both buhari and atiku okay that's about 93 percent of the total votes when we want to ask for our rights how many people go out to ask for their rights a thousand people so because we don't even know that we are the ones who put them there in our state here less than 600,000 people voted for the governor but when people want to ask for their rights 20 people go out to ask for their rights what about the 600,000 people who voted so it's very simple you ask for your rights in numbers you tell them you tell the governor i my vote is included in the votes that made you a governor so i demand that you do this thing that's number one and then number two we are not in other words it means that we don't even know that we have rights to ask for accountability mm. number two is that many of us don't um don't engage constructively okay. and that is a problem that's that's a very big problem we are not we, we we are not yet at the at the stage where we are able to develop you know to intellectualize our demands a lot of times you have people who are down there leading campaigns so you want a nation you are allowing illiterates to lead the campaign there's no intellectual base for it no go and look at the french revolution and all these other revolutions there are people who sat down first maybe in one room to say okay what about this what about this what about this what do we do so if we ask for this and they say this what do what we do say we in do? reply but you see, thought it out you have to intellectualize every campaign it is a very big issue for me so so for instance look at the answers uh, campaign when the answers campaign started it was in in, in fact answers right mm -hmm. just about two days later then it became end national assembly and so it means that you don't even know what exactly way. do you want so the question is, what exactly do you want? Answers. When the government disbanded SARS, what the NSAS campaign should have done was to go back and say, okay, we have scored one out of five of our objectives. Uh, so uh, how, what do we do next? Do we reschedule? Do we, do we re-strategize? Do we change strategy? When do we change our slogan? What do we do about this thing that is still outstanding? We are not doing that. So it gives the government the opportunity to look at to see loopholes and exploit it. So let's know the limits. So you see, it's the same thing where student leaders are ex expelled from universities. Okay, light goes off in university, and what you are doing is you are throwing stones at windows. Oh wow, that's how to agitate, right? Mm -hmm. No. If light goes off on campus, you should first of all ask. As a journalist, we do five Ws on one each why what who and you begin to ask questions before so know the in fact sometimes you predict their answers before you set out so because by predicting the answers you know how to engage them properly so if we say light has gone off mr vice chancellor come and fix the light and he says that um it is from the national grid so what else do we say the vice chancellor is not responsible for the national grid 
it is the president who is responsible yes. for the national so so but but you then know where to direct you now know where to direct, direct your campaign so you are throwing stones on at glasses and cars and vehicles in university oh that would that bring light no at the end of the day the university will now say all of you who have broken glasses you come and pay for it then the student union president will be expelled that is why that is why we have not been succeeding in campaigns we need to intellectualize the campaigns and ask the question who is responsible are we even fighting the right person That's so these are very important so like i quoted recently i read when i read robert schuller's book it struck me a lot it says when you are faced with any situation even if it's an emergency don't quickly match the brakes because you have a tire bust just hold on he says stop so what you do is first stop and then think okay light off on campus what could be responsible who could be responsible why is it happening at this time so we need to know all these things and then now it says now decide okay so what strategy do we use to fight this campaign is it a radio ad, uh, this thing is it a um, you know a print is it blogging uh, that we should bring is it um um social you know media. is it social media or should we just go on you no know, a solidarity visit should we uh you know call the, the vice chancellor should we invite him or should we go to his house we should know all these things okay so if we go into his house and he says this is an unofficial hour what next do we do Okay, so in other words, we should map out the people who are going to be talking with. Okay, the vice chancellor, the uh, head of engineering. Um, you know, we should stakeholders. The stakeholders. We should do stakeholder mapping. So when you do stakeholder mapping, then you begin to say, okay, this is the strategy that we are going to use, and then execute. That is the way to win battles. is is as simple as that. But you see, in this part of the world, we don't usually think about um, consequences. You don't usually think about consequences. A lot of student union leaders would not be expelled if they are allowed, if they do not allow emotions to be cloud uh, whatever campaigns they are doing. So I, I usually use that because I've seen it even in a private university in about you know your stay here, where you know there was I think they were watching World Cup or something and light went off on campus and then they started breaking computers, breaking. Oh wow. So when you break the computer, the light will be on, right? You see. That is the problem with citizenship in Nigeria. You have to know what to do at any point in time. And it has to do with engaging your mindset and also cross-fertilizing ideas, collecting people from diverse backgrounds. So if light goes up on campus, what you should do is, before you start to make noise, if there are electronic, electrical engineering departments and you have students from there, call them and say, okay, so if light goes off on campus, what, what could, could be, be the situation? What could be responsible? Ask questions so that you will be equipped to engage when you sit at the table. Hmm, equipped to engage. Yeah. Hmm, that's, that's, I think that's another topic I'm going to come and disturb you on. <laughs> wow. <sighs> This has been a very, very, very intense one and I've been I've been gaining a lot and I know that you the listeners to have been you've been learning. I hope you are making notes as you are listening to this. <laughs> and I, I wish I could actually uh, I wish this were live and be like, oh hey, can we take questions from the <laughs> from the audience and all of that. Thank you so much for engaging with me on this show and um i believe that at least this is a good starting point um uh, what we know and then we can begin to spread this and then you know so make sure that as you are listening you're also sharing invite your friends to come and listen to this and from there we can begin to you know 
put all these things to practice because knowledge is not enough if it is not applied mm-hmm. and little by little little by little we begin to get exposed to you know how we can be better and then we get to implement that mm-hmm. so um it, your passion has been showing about this issue <laughs> so long but then i i i feel like i want to ask you maybe you're you're already on the hot seat but i want to ask you something else that mm, if I can if I wake you up in the middle of the night and I say you have just one topic to have a conversation about about anything all over the world across sports anything what's that one topic be would would that be what topic would that be to have a conversation about anytime anytime and you could have a conversation on it for life if that's the only option you have yeah that topic will be making government accountable that okay. will be it because that is the missing link that's how to get a better society hmm. okay so i'm going to be an oliver twist it's okay and ask that we have that conversation again soon it's okay oh, awesome. anytime <laughs> thank you so much for having me anytime that's been a wonderful moment and um i believe that this is a right step in the right direction for so many people they've learned a lot and i have personally learned a lot and all of those things so um do you have any sign of um yeah, well, notes the the way i usually sign off on radio is what i will say i say make sure you do everything within your power to make this nation better hmm. and one of my you know other mantras is don't dump refuse in the waterways stop throwing refuse out of your car because you are Killing society softly. Mm, it's your nylons mm. and your paper. All right, there you have it, folks. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode again. Listen, give me your feedback. You can send a mail to me at thevaluecafepod at gmail.com or send me a DM on social media. You can also reach out to me personally at the Valuada. And thank you so much for joining today's episode. See you again next Tuesday for the next one which promises to be a very very engaging and value-filled one as usual thank you so much and bye thank you for sticking through with this episode i hope you enjoyed it if you gained one or two things from this chances are your friends would too so make sure to share and invite them to come again next time and yes, I would really love to hear from you. So feel free to shoot me a mail at thevaluecafepod at gmail.com or send a DM at thevaluecafepod on Instagram and Twitter. You can also leave a comment or record a voice message depending on the podcast streaming platform you are using. Thank you once again. I remain your host, Esther, aka The Value Adder. See you next episode and keep adding value.